Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where coaches who are not quite ready to hire a team can learn sufficient skills in tech, marketing, and systems to bring their business forward and become profitable enough to make their first hire. Let's get started with your host, Alvern Ballard. Hello, and you're very welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast. This is Alvern. And in today's episode, we'll be looking at how to start your virtual assistant business and make your first $1,000 online. So Angela opened a new browser window and typed, start a virtual assistant business. The first four results in her search were adverts from popular platforms like Fiverr, Upwork, and Udemy. As she scrolled further down the page, she saw results from popular sites such as Time Doctor and Business Insider. She spent some time quickly reading through each result one at a time. Angela quickly took notes as she read and digested the content. You see, she was listening to a podcast on her way to work and she heard about someone like her who was making $5,000 a month online. This person was working as a virtual assistant and Angela never heard of this rule before. Let me know if you can relate to any of these. You've always wanted to be a virtual assistant or VA, but you're not sure how to get started. The thought of leaving your secure corporate job scares you to death. I know it did scare me too. You're not sure if you have the skills to succeed as a VA. Fear of failure is your number one barrier to getting started. If only there was a way to safely double and become a virtual assistant part-time just so that you can try it out. In this episode, you'll learn the pros and cons of becoming a virtual assistant and what it actually takes to get started and to become successful this year. Right, so first let's look at what is a virtual assistant. If, In case you've never heard of a virtual assistant before, let's spend some time looking at it in a little bit of detail. According to Wikipedia, a virtual assistant is also known as a virtual office assistant. They are self-employed and provide professional assistance to an organization. The services they provide can be administrative, technical, or even creative in nature. Generally speaking, these assistants provide support while working from home. So when it comes to administrative support, this can include calendar management, inbox support, issuing invoices, and client management. As far as technical support goes, it might seem quite obvious what this person does, but what they do is assist with answering technical queries, troubleshooting software, software migration from one platform to the next, as well as technical setup of software. Creative support for those who prefer the creative side of the business, their services can include social media management, graphic design, social media strategy, copywriting, and marketing. You might be surprised because none of the services provided by a VA is new or different compared to ordinary corporate jobs. What makes virtual assistants unique is the fact that they mainly provide support to digital businesses compared to the familiar brick and mortar businesses. So let's spend some time looking at the advantages of becoming a virtual assistant. Looking at if the VA pros will give you the motivation you need to step out in faith. So here they are. You can be your own boss, work your own hours, decide your rate of pay, live anywhere in the world, choose your clients carefully. Spending some time on each of these items will help you understand the possibilities much better. So when it comes to being your own boss, as you can imagine, being your own boss is a lot of fun because you get to decide on the work rules. I mean, who doesn't like that? 
Yes, it can be scary at first to have so much responsibility, but if you run a sole proprietorship, this is how life goes. It does take a lot of discipline and responsibility to be the CEO of your own business. You will have to make a number of important decisions. Working your own hours. Just because you run a business doesn't mean you have to work the same hours as everyone else. You don't have to do a 40-hour work week. I know, I know people talk about the fact that entrepreneurs have to work 60 to 80 hours a week. Mm, I can kind of disagree with that. In fact, as a CEO, you get to decide what time you start and what time you finish each day. When you first get started, it may mean working long hours to secure your very first client, getting everything up, set up and all of that. However, when you get booked out, um, you can decide how many hours you and which days you want to work. For example, I work four days a week. And just in case you're wondering, what makes me qualified to um, deliver this particular resource or advice? I work as a VA full-time. I only work four days a week. I decide my own hours. I've already made more than $10,000 online, and I'm very close to making $10,000 a month online. So I guess I'm qualified enough to tell you and advise you and, you know, give you what I call my two cents as to how you two can become or start a virtual assistant business. Number three, you can decide your rate of pay. Hello, six-figure salary. In your nine-to-five job, your boss decided how much you were worth. But now, as a virtual assistant, you get to make that decision. <laughs> it may sound scary initially, but over time, you'll understand why this makes so much sense. Of course, you'll have a lower rate to get your first client, but when you're booked out, you can increase your rates. Number four, live anywhere in the world. The one thing that attracted me to being a virtual assistant is the fact that I can live anywhere in the world. More importantly, you can become a digital nomad spending just years just traveling around the world. If you have the travel bug like me, this can be your ticket to getting the time freedom that you've always wanted, the one that you've always dreamed of. And number five, you get to choose your clients carefully. Did you know that you have the ability to fire a client as a virtual assistant? Yes, if your client is treating you unfairly or expectations no longer aligned with the way you work or whatever reason, like obviously you have to treat everybody fairly and with respect, but if your client crosses a particular line, you, the two of you can part ways. It's important to have contracts in place to protect both parties in case things go, don't go according to plan. Virtual assistant cons or disadvantages. As with everything else in life, there are downsides of being a virtual assistant. Unfortunately, there is nothing perfect in this world, so you need to decide what type of role aligns with your dreams. Here are the disadvantages of being uh, disadvantages of being a VA. Sad but true. We work in isolation, no employee perks. You do the taxes. Getting your first client is hard. VA life can be stressful. While these cons are not the end of the world, they give you some insight into the reality of being a VA. Working in isolation. If you enjoy working your nine to five job in the office because of the ability to socialize with others, then you'll find it, you'll find VA life very hard. Of course, you can join a VA program with other VAs on the same journey as you. Being a part of a community really helps you to feel like you are part of something bigger. Take care of your mental health by meeting with friends and family regularly. 
no employee perks. I believe that this is the hardest part of being a VA. Working as an employee gives you attractive perks like pay time off, health insurance, dental insurance, sick pay, and all the bonuses, all the bells and whistles. As your own boss, you don't have these perks, and your clients will only pay you for hours worked unless you're on a monthly retainer. And even then, Sometimes you don't even get that. This is why it's important to set your rates high enough to cover health insurance, dental, holiday expenses, and all the other kinds of insurances or unexpected things. You get to do your taxes. If you dislike bookkeeping or financial accounting, this may be the one thing you'll dislike about being a VA. Unfortunately, it is your responsibility to file your taxes every year. You can also hire an accountant to take care of this for you. I know for me, as soon as I could afford it, I hired an accountant to handle this side of my business. Yes, you'll still need to submit your expenses, income statements, to keep so keep track of track of everything. Being a VA is stressful. I have to admit that being a VA can be very stressful. It's important for you to set up boundaries with your clients at the start of the engagement together. You might be desperate. But trust me, <laughs> do it right. I've heard of nightmare stories where clients contact VAs at all hours of the day and night, as well as on weekends. Also, some clients expect you to do everything, including stuff that's not in the contract. Please push back and politely decline and remind them of your hours and what you agreed to do for them. Getting your first client is hard. When you get your first, when you first get started as a hotel assistant, you'll be faced with many clients saying no to you or even ghosting you or not even responding when they've had a discovery call with you. The client to a the client of your relationship is built on trust. So it's obvious that you get many people saying no before you get your first yes. I'll give you some tips and tricks inside my VA coaching program, showing you a few simple secrets on how to get your first client in 30 days. It's not easy, but you can do it. So start a virtual assistant business. How do you go about doing it? Now that you have a good understanding of what it's like um, to be a VA, let's dive into the necessary steps to get started. Excited? (laughs) Before I go further, here's something you need to know. The biggest, by far, the biggest reason why many VAs take long to get their first client and get more clients is due to a lack of confidence. I know I did it. I had the same problem. They believe that they are not good enough, don't deserve success, cannot um, make it as a VA. Let me tell you this. If I can do it, you can do too. You're probably thinking the following. You're too inexperienced. People wouldn't hire you based on your location. Your race or culture background is a problem. No one wants to work with you because you've, you failed. You're too young or you're too old. You can, I can you know, think of many more excuses why you believe that you will not succeed. I was there. I was in your shoes. However, I can assure you it all boils down to confidence. Step one, choose your services. Decide on the type of services that you would like to offer potential clients. This is hard <laughs> for me. I was offering everything in the beginning because I just wanted to start get my first client. But when you focus, when you offer everything, clients get confused and they run the other direction. When you focus and offer a short list of things that you can offer the clients, or maybe just hours, focus and 
you are going to be surprised how e- much easier it is for you and for potential clients. Even if you're not sure right now, spend some time looking at your skills. Ask your family and friends what they believe you are good at doing. This initial step can be difficult, especially if you don't have any obvious skills that digital businesses need. Before I became a VA, I worked in sales while I was in corporate, but I knew that I didn't want to offer this skill in digital businesses. However, I had a keen interest in marketing as well as technical implementation. So I learned everything I could to become a tech and marketing VA. Quick tip, the best VAs are those who enjoy what they do every day of the week. So it's essential that you that the service that you offer is something that you're passionate about. Step two, set up a resume, a portfolio, or a website. Now, you don't have to go a whole hug and get a website. Getting a website will keep you back. But if you have an existing website, you can tag on VA services to the back of it. I started with a website because I started as a actually I started as a podcaster and a blogger before I became a VA. So you don't have to do it the way I did it. You can just start with a resume. Simple resume, portfolio, just a PDF is all you need. In order for clients to take you seriously, you need to set up a resume or portfolio showcasing your services. You're probably thinking that I'm crazy, but I can assure you that this works gangbusters. You'll need to outline your skills, past experiences, as well as the list of packages available. Remember to include a way for people to have an initial chat or discovery call with you using Calendly or Squarespace scheduling as an easy way to get started. Also, integrate Calendly or whatever uh, scheduling tool that you use with Zoom and integrate it with your calendar as well so that you can... um, Clients can book you when you are available, not when you're not available, and um, you'll be able to have a professional conversation with them, with you, no problem, with them, with you, you and them. (laughs) Quick tip, make it really easy for potential clients to book time in your calendar so that you can get in front of more potential clients. Step three, get testimonials. Ooh, I can feel your tummy go tighten. This may sound like a chicken and egg scenario, but you have to trust me on this one. I was just in your shoes not very long ago. I was like, I don't have any testimonials. Get testimonials from your previous previous bosses and colleagues. Add them to your resume or portfolio. Do some initial pro bono work for an hour or two in order to get a testimonial. While this may sound scary, it is the one thing that will separate you from other VAs who are just getting started just like you. There are a few clever places where you can offer your services in exchange for a testimonial. I gave these tips to people who are in my VA coaching program. Quick tip, remember to add these testimonials to your resume or portfolio with a photograph and title of the person giving the testimonials. Step four, pitch your services. Just because you have a resume, a portfolio, or a website doesn't mean that the clients will suddenly start flowing in. You will need to go out and find clients using these three methods. Call pitching, applying to open jobs, networking. Let me explain each of these in turn so you'll understand the differences. Call pitching. I know, I feel your tummy muscles tighten up. Oh, you're getting sweaty under the arms. If you make a list of your ideal clients, then you can find their email addresses on their website and contact them by introducing yourself and your services. The one thing that clients hate to do is go through the job application process. That's why cold pitching is a much better idea for you to get into their inbox before they decide to, you know, go through the hassle of 
setting up a, um, a job description and then putting the link out on social media and getting going through all of those applications. Oh, they hate it. This method is called core pitching because you don't know them and they don't know you, but they might have a need for your service. Remember that you can also do this cold outreach on Instagram, but it's advisable that you build some rapport first. Applying to open jobs. There are tons of small business owners that need your services and they advertise their jobs on places like Facebook groups, Instagram, LinkedIn, job boards, etc. The only issue with this is that there are lots of other people applying for those same jobs like you. So there's a lot of competition and you'll need to find a way to stand out from the crowd. I have a whole list of places where you can apply inside my VA coaching program, but I'll mention a few of them later on in this resource. Networking. Knowing the difference between Facebook and Instagram will help you a lot with networking. Instagram is the place where small businesses go to show off their skills. Facebook is a place where these same small businesses go to ask questions. It's important for you to offer your assistance to them on Facebook so that they can see your authority in and your area of expertise. You'll need to do a combination of these pitching activities regularly in order to get your first client. Right, so what about getting paid as a virtual assistant? One of the most important questions you probably have when it comes to getting paid as a VA is your rate. What you should charge as a virtual assistant depends on several factors. These include your job, your revenue goals, your experience, services being offered, and your expenses. Your revenue goals, you'll need to sit down and decide what your monthly revenue goal is as a VA. If you're currently making 50000 a year in your corporate job, and that's with perks, and you want to replace that figure, then break it down into manageable chunks. 50000 divided by 12 equals 4166.67 a month. Now, if you want to get access to all these show notes, head over to successunscramble.com forward slash EP231 to get access to all of this information. If you're, you know, probably in a position where you can't actually write down this information. It's advisable that you spread that figure across three to six clients. For example, if you can offer five clients a monthly package of 850 a month, what you can offer a client that will be worth 850 a month. Can you think of something? The average hourly rate in the Western world ranges between $15 an hour to $20 an hour. However, you can still charge $25 an hour depending on what you're offering and, you know, testimonials you have, your experience, etc. What's your experience? At this point, you're probably thinking that you have no skills or experience to offer anyone. Many skills that you already have in your corporate life can be used in the online business world. For example, project management, product management, office management, receptionist, customer service, sales, and operations are all transferable skills. You can add these to your resume together with testimonials you obtain, and you'll be ready to charge a minimum of $25 an hour. Services you offer as a VA. If there's one thing you need to remember is that clients pay more for specialist skills. A general VA who offers inbox management, client onboarding, calendar management, and note-taking during meetings can expect to charge $15 to $20 an hour. When you specialize as a social media manager, tech VAs, marketing assistant, client success manager, graphic designer, and web designer, you can expect clients to pay $25 to $35 an hour for your services. Offering a monthly retainer of 
$2,500 without discussing hours is where your hourly rate can range then from $50 to $100 an hour. Your expenses as a virtual assistant. The most important thing to consider as a virtual assistant is your monthly expenditure. How much are you paying every month to keep your office and business running? Consider the following list of monthly expenses. Broadband, website hosting, booking your booking platform, your payment engine, your rent, insurance, electricity, heating, taxes, marketing, salary, you know, Think of all of those things. When you know your monthly expenses, you'll be better able to decide how much to charge your clients. I've just entered prices on the table in the show notes based on my experience, which will not necessarily reflect your current situation. So just it to suit your needs. Let your accountants assist you with what you can claim as a business as business expenses. What payment platform to use? Depending on where you are located compared to your clients, you'll need to use a payment provider that works with your bank. The top four payment providers at the moment are Stripe, PayPal, Wise, and Square. However, I've also heard of Venmo, Zoom, and Wave. Also take time to consider which one works well with your CRM or platform that you use for client contracts. Personally, I use a combination of PayPal, Wise, and Stripe for payments, and I also use uh, Dubsado for my client contracts. So depending on your relationship with my client, I use, you know, I use a combination of those. Quick tip, make it easy for your clients to pay you by using PayPal for the first few payments. You can always switch to something more cost effective later on. What to use for client contracts? Questions, questions, questions. One of the scariest things when it comes to running your business is client contracts. What if your client sues you? How do you know what your if your contract is watertight? What should be included? I had some of these same questions running through my head when I first got started. If your biggest concern is not having $1,500 to fork out um, to hire a lawyer to drop a contract for you, then I've got good news. I did not pay a lawyer to develop a contract for my business. There are several resources available to help you with contracts. Dubsado and Honeybook are CRM platforms, platforms designed for freelancers like you. These two platforms come with example contracts that you can use until you can afford better contracts. I go through this area in comprehensive detail inside of my VA coaching program as well. Quick tip, I am not a qualified lawyer or a solicitor, so please ask for legal advice when necessary to ensure your business is in good standing. Now, 21 services you can offer as a VA. Many businesses need help to grow their business or just outsource overwhelming tasks. Here are 21 roles where you can help an existing business. Graphic designer, digital business manager, operations assistant, marketing coordinator, bookkeeper, social media manager, Pinterest manager, web developer, web designer, Facebook ads manager, freelance writer, proofreader, travel agent, branding strategist, copywriter, project manager, content manager, SEO specialist, copy editor, tech VA, and executive assistant. Whew, that's loads. <laughs> you may need to develop the required skill before offering it as a service. In my coaching, VA coaching program, I have developed relationships with several vendors who teach many of these specialist skills. Now, where on earth do you find clients? Whether you are a project manager, social media manager, web designer, graphic designer, or just a general VA or executive assistant, you need clients to make money. So where can you find these clients exactly? Well, where are your clients hanging out online? A great place to find potential clients on social are on social media platforms like Facebook. 
Other places include Instagram, Upwork, Fiverr, and many other places. As a service provider, it would make sense to join Facebook groups where your clients are already asking questions. Here are 10 Facebook groups where you can find a list of job opportunities or potential clients 365 days a year. Yes, 365 days a year. Boss Moms, Virtual Assistant Savvies, How She Did That, The Virtual Entrepreneur, Thrive, a list of building community, women in marketing, freelancing females, digital nomad girls community, virtual assistant tribe job board, virtual assistant jobs, the virtual assistant connection. Now, as you can see, there are a lot of virtuals in those names. Again, head over to the show notes, successandscramble.com forward slash EP231 to get access to all of these big lists of Facebook groups. In order to get potential clients to book discovery calls, which you be sure to have a portfolio or resume outlining your packages and pricing. Also, make it easy for them to book time in your calendar by using a service like Calendly, Squarespace Scheduling, or Dubsado. Quick tip, contrary to popular belief, you don't need a business plan to start a virtual assistant business. I know, believe it or not, I don't have one. Anyone who says that this, this, this to you has no experience being a VA, so don't believe them. Right, summary. I would love to tell you that the journey to a virtual assistant so being a, or starting a virtual assistant business is easy, but it isn't. You'll feel nervous, unqualified, inadequate, terrified. The truth is, it's doable. For a while, I tried to do it on my own, but quickly realized that I need help, guidance, and a community to help me get my first client. If you are still wondering if this is for you or how to start a virtual assistant business successfully, then sign up for my free masterclass where in this masterclass, I'll tell you all about the key secrets to standing out from everyone else online, how to start set your prices when you are getting started, as well as how to track your progress. When you join a masterclass, I'll give you a killer resume template that you can customize to suit your needs. At the end of the masterclass, I'll answer all of those burning questions that you will be able to take the next steps on your VA journey. Over to you. What has been your experience getting started as a VA? Leave your comments in the show notes. This episode of the Success Unscrambled podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be the first to learn how to exponentially grow your coaching business with more tips and tricks in tech, marketing, and systems. That way, you can become more profitable, allowing you to hire a supportive team. Remember to leave a five-star rating with valuable feedback so that we can continue to bring you content that gives you results. See you on the next episode.